from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. Welcome. I am Mike, the host, as you mentioned, and my wife, the co-host, Ginny, with us. Hello. Yo. Yo, yo, happy new year. I guess we already did the new year greetings, but uh, full weekend, and it already sucked, right? No. <laughs> no, I don't I don't buy into that. You don't? Nope. Why is that? Because it's disheartening and discouraging, and I don't go for that. All right. Well, I mean, if you're a celebrity watcher, or I wouldn't call myself a celebrity watcher per se, but uh, kind of a rough start. Get to that here in a moment, but uh, you just... Uh, Back at the old place, when I would get ready for a show, sometimes it would just it would just suck, right? Because just finding things to talk about, and I, and I talked about this uh, maybe a, a podcast or two ago about how like toward the end of the year it always sucked. Well, here we are starting out twenty twenty two, and uh, this is uh, this week's show is almost like bass jumping into the friggin' boat, because quite a few things happened this past week that I found kind of uh, interesting to talk about. And uh, that was that was always the challenge, like I said, getting ready for a show because uh, a lot of uh, radio show hosts behind the scenes will rely on show prep services where every day they send you a list of stuff. And not only a list of stuff, but uh, the generic punchlines that pretty much serve as uh, basically the, that's what she said. I invented those. I invented those, exactly. It happens all the time. <laughs> hey, we got a wiener. <laughs> um, but... But like I said, that was always kind of a last resort for me. I never used the prep service punchlines because, you know, punch me in the face. But, like, if I couldn't find stuff to talk about, I would use prep services. This week, well, first of all... You don't I, need any help. No, no. Well, I need help, but not with the podcast. I mean, in terms of researching for the podcast. But I really I really uh, did something dumb last week. What? Well, okay, we talked about... I mean, I could write a book. Well, but... you could write a book, right? But on the podcast itself, I jinxed somebody really bad because I was talking about the passing of both Betty White and John Madden, both cultural icons. Betty White of Mary Tyler Moore fame, the Golden Girls. John Madden, of course, NFL legendary coach, legendary broadcaster, the video games uh, franchise. They both died. And I made mention of uh, how we need to stop honoring celebrities north of 80 stop mentioning them john madden had the all madden special on christmas day a couple days later he's dead they're hyping betty white what would have been her 100th birthday and she doesn't even uh live the c 2022 ushered in which is sad so my dumb ass pretty much started referencing celebrities that were beloved and aged and one of those included sydney portier <laughs> Oscar winner, best known for movies like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, In the Heat of the Night, which is a great, great friggin' movie. Love that movie. Uh, he died just a couple days ago. And just, and I felt really bad because I didn't mention him last week. Well, the odds are stacked against people who are older. Right, right. But I wasn't expecting, like, days later, Sidney Poitier dying. I mean, he did live a long life, very big legend, and, uh, you know, we, we're going to miss a guy like that. But I need to stop referencing old people. How about you just stop talking? <laughs> and that's the podcast for this week. Um, but what, what I need to do is just start making a list of aged celebrities. Mel Brooks. 
don't say his name. Now, now next week, he might be gone. But... I always knew I had ESP. <laughs> but um, what we need to do is, like, make a list and lock it in a lockbox and never reference these people again. Because uh, just this past week, there was somebody who is north of 90 that I love. Big movie star. Don't say this person's name. Uh, and I will tell you after the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to jinx this person because this person, in their own right iconic and i don't want to see this person pass away but if they do this coming week but yeah okay but i mentioned them last week if i mentioned them this week yeah it could be bad it could be freaking bad you know what could have been really bad what could have been really bad now she's not a celebrity but Mm. she's famous in our household you know phoebe oh phoebe the cat 12 yeah, we you were you were concerned about her last night because I was crying my eyes out because I thought she was really sick. Yeah, she's 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 a bigger cat. She's a little heavier. She was having trouble uh, breathing a little bit last night, and then she lets out a sneeze, and she's okay. So it was probably just allergies, and you had to be like vacuuming the living room at nine thirty on a Saturday night. Because, yes, I did because we are so cool. <laughs> no, it's because I value my cat's health. I understand that, but. Yeah, I was just... Um, that poor girl. Yeah, she's fine now. Uh, she's hiding from our kids, so she's very, very good right now. I sent her... I sent Itchy a gif of her. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad Phoebe's okay, but we do miss Sydney Portier. I just uh, found out Bob Saget passed away, 65. They found him in his hotel room down in Florida because he was on tour. And, of course, being a comedian, being a rock star, kind of rough. I don't know what the circumstances were around his death, but hopefully somewhere in heaven... Uh, he and Norm Macdonald are shooting Dirty Work too, because he was the director of that. What? Yeah. I mean, I, I got to be honest, I was not a big fan of Full House or How I Met Your Mother, but Dirty Work, man, I, it as, as dumb as that movie was, it made me laugh my ass off, and Bob Saget was the director of that. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's like people that are just dumbstruck. Well, what did Harold Ramis do outside of Ghostbusters? I don't know, direct Groundhog Day and Caddyshack, for crying out loud. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, celebrities passing away already in 2022. Um, but uh, one celebrity is in trouble. On an, I don't know if he wishes he was dead, but he probably wants to get away for a little bit. He started off the new year kind of rough, and that would be comedian Patton Oswalt. Uh, because he did a stand-up special. Oswalt. Stand-up sh- Oswalt? Walt. Okay, whatever. Uh, Patton Oswalt uh, did a, a stand-up special uh, New Year's Eve, and it was a big comedy show, and one of the other performers was a friend of his for the past three and a half decades, and uh, that performer would be Dave Chappelle, who, uh, I don't know if you heard much about Dave Chappelle lately, but he had a comedy special a few months ago, um, and it, it kind of raised uh, some cackles, but Patton Oswalt uh, posted a picture of him and Dave because they've been friends forever on a uh, on his uh, Instagram, on social media. You know where this is going. He says, it was a pleasure hanging out with Dave. We had a blast, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, as soon as he did that, uh, the people I call the Twitterati just had an epic meltdown. They couldn't believe that Patton Oswalt, uh, who is a pretty liberal dude, and Dave Chappelle's no conservative, mind you, but he had the audacity to be a friend of Dave Chappelle uh, due to some of the things that Dave Chappelle said in his previous comedy special, The Closer. So, Patton Oswalt, <laughs> this is so bad and terrible. I can't. 
it, it, it seemed too contrived. So he goes on Instagram. The thing with Instagram is you have to post pictures of yourself, right? Or pictures of something. That's why I don't have one. Exactly. Uh, but this seems so orchestrated and theatrical. Uh, because he wrote, hey, you know, I'm for trans rights, I'm for, you know, gay rights, and maybe Dave will evolve, and blah, 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 but he picked, he, he posts a picture of himself riding on a notepad in front of a, a mirror in a dressing room. Like, You it, know what it should say on the notepad? What? Twitter's not a real place. It should. It should. Um, you know, and I'm, uh, I was disappointed. I mean, the, the, the post itself is just, like I said, just theatrically bad. Theatrically bad. And, um... What I felt Patton Oswalt should have done is what he does to conservatives on Twitter and just told some of his fellow tra travelers to F.O. Because, look, he doesn't have to apologize for where he stands. I think most of his followers know where he stands on issues. He shouldn't have to apologize for a friendship with somebody that he disagrees with. You know what I mean? Because if you're only friends with people that you agree with, you're going to be a very lonely person because there's no somebody, there's no one that exists that you're going to agree with 100% of the time. And my question to you, um, because of this, because he's having to kind of apologize for being friends with uh, Dave Chappelle here, has there ever been like a friendship that you felt people wanted you to apologize for? Like something that somebody they felt, well, you shouldn't hang around with this person, but you saw the good in them or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um back when I was little mm -hmm. my first friend outside of the family was Rachel right she lived about a mile and a half away from me and you know fourth grade we just became good friends because we realized how close we lived to each other and both of us were pretty isolated she had just moved here from Pennsylvania mm -hmm. and uh, we just kind of hit it off but you know her her demeanor is a little bit different than mine and a little wild yeah a little wild <laughs> Um, and it doesn't make her bad at all. It's just she's a different yeah. person. And and somebody that's not used to that would think, well, why are you hanging out with her or something? Yeah, she said parents don't like me. They never have. They still don't. <laughs> now, uh, one of the uni uh, unique things about our wedding was the fact that I had two best men. Uh, and Rob Roop and Rob Haywood. Mm -hmm. Rob Roop, uh, a little more conservative than me, a little older than me. And, um, you know... It, I'm a little more libertarian on some things than he is, but we were we worked together for about a decade in radio, you know, and we, so we bonded over that, right? Mm -hmm. um, Rob Haywood, much more further left than I ever will be, but we went to Ball State together. We bonded over, you know, drinks and uh, pop culture and all of these other things, and you know, he's he's been a pretty good friend. Both guys have been pretty good friends to me, and again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. I would never apologize. For being friends with either one i wouldn't apologize for being friends with anybody um if there's somebody i don't like i don't talk to them i don't hang out with them you know but again the the the, the standard for a friendship is who do you trust not necessarily who do you agree with all the time oh yeah no right because uh you know somebody that might agree with you on a whole bunch of things might you know be a real bad person in real life there isn't an ideology, there isn't uh, a, a religion or adherence to science or anything that keeps somebody from being dishonest because people are people and people do dumb, neurotic things. And that's why, again, as you uh, referenced, Twitter not a real place, Instagram not a real place. You shouldn't have to apologize to fellow travelers because you're friends with somebody that they don't see eye to eye with. Mm -hmm. I just think that makes the world a, a, a piss poor place when you start 
you getting know, that tribal. You know how Facebook has like a generic post, like basically, if you don't like me, unfollow me now or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Twitter needs to be more like that. Yeah, and I think like, Pat, I think Pat Oswalt needs to be more like that. And again, he like he, if you don't like it. Yeah. You don't have to be here. Yeah, he, uh, you know, like I said, he has no trouble telling people on the right to F.O., uh, but he needs to do that with some of his fellow travelers ideologically because they're just going to make his life miserable if he's just appeasing them all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, you you want to check out that story, you can. Um, now, one guy that's not winning any friends right now would be um, Antonio Brown, and uh, we're recording this uh, week 18 of the NFL season just wrapping up. Boy, was that a fun day for the Colts. Uh, but last week in New York, Jets and the Bucks and uh, the Buccaneers are going into the playoffs. But they're going in it without Antonio Brown because something happened on the sidelines. I don't know what. And Antonio Brown, he's a 34-year-old wide receiver. Hey, he's older than me. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's ancient for wide receivers, by the way. Shut up. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to be 42 in a few weeks if it makes you feel any better. Although, Pat, uh, Tom Brady's a year older than me and he's you know still playing. Um, but he got into a fracas with some of uh, some of the people on the sidelines, and uh, he decided to walk off the field by and also taking off his helmet, his jersey, and his pads. He's w- running out, jumping up, waving everybody at uh, East Rutherford in the in that stadium, uh, just you know saying "Deuces, I'm out," <laughs> and it went viral. And of course. Uh, Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, says in all of his years of coaching, he had never seen anything like it. And one of the reporters goes, so is he still with the team? No, he's not with the team. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a, that's a hell of a way to quit a job. How did you? What's your best uh, exit? I wish I had a good exit. I tell you that the crappiest exit I had because I was young and dumb and I didn't like the job was a dishwasher at a, a retirement home. And one day I just decided not to go. I mean, yeah, having money was nice, but it was just such a depressing place to work. Now, the NFL, I'm sure, you know, playing at that high level, it's grueling and it messes with you a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, Antonio Brown left about a million dollars on the table walking away the way he did. He lost money. Uh, I lost a minimum wage job. So it wasn't much of a, much of a, a loss, if you ask me. But, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty spectacular. You've never quit a job like that. You've been pretty reliable, I would think. Yeah, I think the only job, well, a couple jobs I've quit. I've I've actually quit a lot of jobs, but it's always been professional. Yeah, like two weeks notice. Two weeks notice. Like I worked for Sylvan Learning for like maybe four days, and I realized I hated it. And you put in your two weeks? Or and they were you... like, you can just go home today. I'm like, sweet, peace. So you left. And that was a place that you never got a paycheck from. No, I did. I was subcontracted. Oh, Okay. We were talking about, like, the W-2. Oh. I was subcontracted, but they didn't tell me that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Just, you know, it may work for others, and that's fine, Mm -hmm. but it was just like going back to fourth grade. Wow. You know, it was just like, well, you know, let's just go back over, you know, material that they already covered and failed. It's like, no, that's not going to work. You have to kind of go forward, don't you? I don't know. You don't know. You didn't stick around to find out. I'm like, this is dumb. And their filing system was just awful. I think I left more because of that than anything. The disorganization. Yeah. Did you know about that? I didn't know about the filing system. I know that The filing system is just crazy. 
Like, Crazy. It's so precise. Hmm. And if you mess one little thing up, it throws off the whole system. I'm like, nope. So there was no room for improvisation is what you're telling nope. me here. Uh-uh. Okay. Nope. Wow. Yeah, I can see why you'd want to leave that. Because it, it's a, yeah, the, the administrative stuff can be uh, holding you back a little bit. Now, yeah. you, not only not only did you have a job, um, unlike me, you yourself can tout yourself as a former high school athlete, correct? <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it. But you were you were on the the the, the girls' basketball the bench of a girls' basketball team. It was a small Christian school, but I mean that's that's more than what I did. I was you know broadcast nerd on the sidelines at Warren Central. I'd rather be that than a bench warmer. <sighs> but you were on the bench, and what would you say was your most lopsided loss? Like like in terms of just getting your butts kicked? Because I'm sure you played some pretty big schools, right? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> You were really involved in this team. I just wanted the jacket. Did, and you still have the jacket, right? I do, but I don't have the school anymore. Okay. Yeah, the school fell apart because the basketball team... If, you, like I said, if you're in it for selfish reasons, it will never work. Okay. Well, I mean, you got to be invested in it for some reason, right? No. Um, this... <laughs> you, I love the enthusiasm. Go sports. Um, it was a very bad time. All right. Well, in, in Connecticut, high school girls game. Right, they really beat this other school's team. Okay, like what would you say the final score of it would be? One hundred eight to twenty. Man, you're giving the other team way too much credit. Ninety-two to four. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would think, uh, but because it uh, it didn't uh, reflect the values of this school, and they're apologizing for beating this other team that Shut sucked. Up. Right that, there. that sucked so bad. The winning coach, the winning coach is suspended. I would be more mad at the losing coach, and I would ask, well, hey, look, why did you guys play so badly? Granted, not every school has the same talent pool. I right. get that, especially with high school. But you lost 92-4, to and it's the winning coach's fault. What the fuck? I know, and of course I posted on Facebook. So when is uh, so how long is this winning coach going to be in prison for? Because to me that's not a crime. You know, you know, like before and after the game, you always have hey, good game, good game, good little game, league, good game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was on little league teams. I was terrible. I was on little league teams that got blistered by nine, uh, not nine ninety, but by twenty runs a game, and they wouldn't call the game until like the seventh inning. Like like we were bad, mm-hmm. bad. But nobody got suspended because we were bad. If anything, it was more agonizing for me to go to baseball practice knowing that the next game we were going to get our butts kicked. It was, but but it, it's such a different mindset now because oh, winning. Look, nobody likes getting thumped, but when you get thumped, when life kicks you in the nads, you have to pick yourself up course breathe deep heavily because it sucks getting kicked in the nads it's not how you hit the mat it's how you get up yeah so you take the the bad the bad experience and you learn from it and we're telling people hey it's okay to lose if you win that's the problem it's just it's just so bass backwards i don't want to live on this planet anymore yeah god well everybody's a winner when it comes to covid um <laughs> You you remember when we had that brilliant idea uh, a couple years ago when this thing first hit? No. Hey, if if we shut down the economy and tell everybody to hide in their homes for a little bit, 
and we divvy up the jobs as in essential or non-essential. And by the way, everyone's essential. If you have a job that, yeah, if you have a job that pays the rent, pays the mortgage, pays the bills, the taxes, it's essential. Yes, I'm talking to you, Miss Stripper, whoever you may be out there. Phoebe. I uh, know, Phoebe. Well, maybe that's why she was breathing so hard. She's working hard. Uh, but they sent out all this COVID relief uh, money because that's what Congress does in times of trouble. They just, you know... They're, they're constituents. Yeah, they they come up with these multi-trillion dollar bills uh, that send out money to people that don't deserve it. So sometimes you get companies that get this money and misuse it and end up firing an employee. <clears throat> and then uh, you would have things like... Wait, I don't. they got that? Mm, more on that later, uh, much later down the road. But um, Wait, you're gonna have to tell me afterwards. Afterwards, yes, because I don't want to jinx uh, any of our celebrities out there. Uh, but one celebrity, pseudo celebrity, one bastard who got COVID relief money. Tiger would, King. Well, this would be Tiger King getting COVID relief money would be better than this person. The person I'm referring to is the Boston Marathon bomber. Remember that guy? Yeah. He's in prison and he got cash. And that's why and it, and again, this is why I get so frustrated, man. Because when you do things like this, when you say everything is an emergency and we have to do it or else, things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Slow you know, down and think. Right. If you don't know what's in the bill, don't pass it. So this guy, this douchebag, is getting money. And meanwhile, you're being told your job is not essential. You know, I, I, I kind of hope people have learned from past experiences with this whole COVID thing, but I don't think they are because, again, I saw this story. You know, our planet, if there were any extraterrestrials yeah. out there, our planet is the one you would fly by and lock your windows. Yes, you would quarantine yourself from this planet, not because of the virus, but just because how stupid people have been. I know. And are still continuing to be, because I saw uh, earlier today that uh, Vanderbilt is banning all of their students from both boys and girls basketball games. You know how, like, colleges, they give free tickets to students that are thousands and thousands of dollars in debt? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want their mandatory vaccinated students the ones that have to get vaccines and have been vaccinated or tested weekly they don't want them to attend the games because they don't want them to get sick but they're going to sell their tickets to the general public full price and still keep the stadium at full capacity yes this is how stupid the pandemic has been the boston marathon uh, bomber basically got cash and uh we're keeping college students from having fun while making a cynical money grab from the general public i don't want to live on this i know anymore please i want to go to mars <laughs> i want to go with elon musk I yes do, man he's like high as a kite yeah <laughs> and he's still like more highly functioning than any one of us here. he and he does stuff he's he one of the he's stuff. if he, he's either currently number one or number two and richest man on the planet and look i he, i can't say i like everything he does but he does something oh uh, and he's not hiding from people no, he's just like yeah yeah he, uh, he makes money unlike uh the nirvana penis baby guy uh, who uh, was trying to sue the band or the estate of the band because uh, he's the baby on the cover of Nevermind, their landmark 1991 album. Yeah. Um, well, he would make a big deal for years doing uh, you know press tours and TV specials. Hey, that's me on the cover, and that's my little baby wiener sticking out, right? Well, now he's uh, he was trying to sue the baby, or the baby, he's trying to sue the band's estate <laughs> 
Uh, trying to sue the pants off. The, sue the pants off them because he didn't have pants as a baby. See what we did there? Well, neither does Logan. Neither does our bo- boy, but... Um, he was about to say our boss. Our boss. Yeah, no. That's what I thought you said. I don't have a boss. Yeah, you do. Who? Oh, I get it. You. All right, no, so... No, <laughs> actually, I wasn't going to... No. Oh, like at my job. Yes, dummy. Okay, well... You big dummy. You big dummy. Uh, anyway... So, uh, that that lawsuit because he was alleging that it was child porn somehow. Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird. It, it's it's awkward, yeah. And I'll get to my uh, thoughts on that. Everyone shows naked baby pictures of to like yeah. their first, you know, significant other or whatever. Well, the law. Like, here, here he is naked. Here yeah, here he is. He's taking a tinkle on the toilet. Well, the lawsuit got thrown out. I'm sure it'll be uh, reapplied somewhere else, but it got thrown out uh, Friday. Um, and I thought about this because, you know, I love that album. It's a great album. But the, the story goes that the parents of the baby gave the okay for the photographer to take a picture of their baby in the pool. Yeah. Okay. As a parent, I probably wouldn't do that because, A, it's my kid's wiener, and, B, I wouldn't want my kid thrown in the pool for a photo because I'd be kind of scared S-less. You know what I mean? They don't throw babies in the pool. Well, the baby was in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little weird. I mean, I would be scared out of my mind if our kids were uh, submerged in the pool. Maybe not so much Lana because she has taken swim lessons, but Logan, it yeah. It could have been just like a split second, though. Could have been, but... <sighs> so you don't know? I don't know, but I, ju- I, I do know that this guy is a, a fraud because he was uh, bilk- milking the fact that he was baby penis on the cover of the Nirvana album for years, and then once the money runs dry, okay, I'm going to sue the band. You know, you can't. In fact, I think he has himself or something tattooed on him. Mm. So, picture a man. And I don't know what the t- tattoo looks like because I don't want to go on Google and find it. But picture a man upset that his baby wiener is on an album cover, and he has a tattoo of his baby wiener on his person. This is a guy that is pretty much one note, in my opinion. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> one small note. Uh, but that story's linked up if you want to read up more about that on the uh, the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Um, and finally... Can I tell you how stupid people are? Yeah, you can. Okay. Different person today. Now, I was uh, killing time, multitasking. Uh, at your job? At my job. Okay. Asking, you know, someone, hey, how are you? And they looked up from their phone. They're like, I'm fine. How are you? I'm like, I still talk to people, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. So, wait, they were in line? No, they were just chilling on their phones. Just, oh, I'm like, okay. hey, how are you? And they're like, me? I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. How are you? Like, talk fine. to person? Yeah. I'm like, I still talk to people. You know what? Because, um, you know, this this kind of brings up some with me. Because, like, at my job, uh, on break, I'll be in the break room. And there'll be people, when I get in there, they start randomly talking, and I think they're talking to me, but they've got an earpiece in their ear. They're oh, talking to somebody on the phone. And, like, it's not just, like, one person, but it's, like, maybe three or four that I can think of off the top of my head that do this. And it's, like, it's weird because, yeah, it's it's nice to talk to somebody you know, but you're also in a place with other people, and I don't know. Other people don't matter. <laughs> I guess it's it's weird for me to say because I am not the most conversational person out there. I'm not oh, like you'll talk my ear off. Well, that's different. We're married, but like when I'm talking to like you know, 
you know, coworkers or, you know, people I'm not married to. It just seems really, really weird. Like, I'm just not much of a conversationalist mm. outside of that. But, yeah, it is weird. there's just kind of a disconnect, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, you're talking to somebody else elsewhere. But when the person is with you in the car or on the job or wherever, you can't be bothered with that. Mm-hmm. Not, not at all. Now, uh, I was going to wrap up with this because every January is dry, dryuary, dry January or something. I don't know because I love beer and I never give it up. But basically, for people who like to fail at New Year's resolutions, you know, they like, oh, I want to quit drinking. So they spend the whole month of January not drinking. Some people are actually able to pull it off, and my hat's off to you if that's your goal. But if you're just doing it because it's dry January, I want to see where it goes. It's just like, it seems like a trend, right? Uh, I've uh, never heard of it. Well, it's, it's, well, I don't know. Like, I'm not much of a heavy drinker anyway, so it doesn't really affect me all that much. Um, but uh, Paps Blue Ribbon got in trouble. Or I wouldn't say trouble, but they really made some heads turn. They had to apologize for this because, because it was just... Because they copied Kraft Cheese? The... Oh, the Food of Build America, that's right. They did do that uh, cheese thing for a while during Prohibition. No, uh, because it was dry January, uh, <laughs> I don't know why they did this. Uh, their their PR, their social media... Their PBR? Their PBR, their PR, PBR, social media types tweeted out something about <laughs> having a dry January, try eating ass. And everybody on social media, like this was not a hack. This was not somebody hacking the account. But everybody on social media, I don't know if it was so much they got offended, but everybody was just kind of like, wait, what? Like it made no sense. And so they had to walk back this tweet because (laughs) they tried doubling down on it. You know. Doubled down. Right. On that. Double down on that ass. (laughs) eating that yeah you know good job mike well yeah it was about as good as the tweet but seriously um if if you're paps blue ribbon during dry january and you're asking people to eat ass is this a uh is this basically you conceding that your beverage tastes like ass because i can attest to that as a former college student which part uh, but the the drinking of the PBR, not the uh, the eating. Then how would you know unless you've actually done it? It just tastes like crap. I mean, it's like yo, know, oh, this tastes like crap. Well, how do you know? Have you eaten crap? No, kind of like Cappy Gilmore. You know, Shooter McGavin. We're all shooter in a way. We say stuff like, "This tastes like ass. This tastes like poop. This tastes like shit." Uh, and oh, have you eaten that stuff? No. <laughs> Kidding. So just there right now. I guess we should wrap it up now. So that's the, that's the podcast for this week, and hopefully uh, no no old people die that are famous that we like. Although I hear uh, Pete Davidson is uh, 87, so keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And tell him you be careful, Mike Davidson. No, I'm uh, no Pete Davidson, not Mike Davidson. I'm a, I'm a young, healthy 27 year old. Not for a while. So anyway. <laughs> So anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of your week you after that, all right? to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M. Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.